Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion in Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn, New York, versus Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, or me as I slog through law school, please find the podcast on Patreon or follow the PayPal link in the show notes. This one was not argued, and it was decided on November 25th, 2020, and it's listed as a per curiam opinion, but uh, you could do the math if you wanted to on the dissents and concurrences. The application for injunctive relief presented to Justice Breyer, and by him referred to the court, is granted. Respondent is enjoined from enforcing Executive Order 2.02, or 202.68's 10 and 25 person occupancy limits on applicant, pending disposition of the appeal in the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit, and disposition for the petition for a writ of certiorari if such writ is timely sought. Should the petition for a writ of certiorari be denied, this order shall terminate automatically. In the event the petition for a writ of certiorari is granted, the order shall terminate upon the sending down of the judgment of this court. This emergency application, and another, Agudath Israel of America et al. versus Cuomo, present the same issue, and this opinion addresses both cases. Both applicants seek relief from an executive order issued by the governor of New York that imposes very severe restrictions on attendance at religious services in areas classified as red or orange zones. In red zones, no more than 10 persons may attend each religious service, and in orange zones, attendance is capped at 25. The two applications, one filed by the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and the other by Agudath Israel of America and affiliated entities, contend that these restrictions violate the Free Exercise Clause of the First Amendment, and they ask us to enjoin enforcement of the restrictions while they pursue appellate review. Citing a variety of remarks made by the governor, Agudath Israel argues that the governor specifically targeted the Orthodox Jewish community and gerrymandered the boundaries of red and orange zones to ensure that heavily Orthodox areas were included. Both the diocese and Agudath Israel maintain that the regulations treat houses of worship much more harshly than comparable secular facilities, and they tell us without contradiction that they have complied with all public health guidance, have implemented additional precautionary measures, and have operated at 25 or 33% capacity for months without a single outbreak. The applicants have clearly established their entitlement to relief pending appellate review. They have shown that their First Amendment claims are likely to prevail, that denying them relief would lead to irreparable injury, and that granting relief would not harm the public interest. See uh, Winter versus Natural Resources Defense Council. Because of the need to issue an order promptly, we provide only a brief summary of the reasons why immediate relief is essential. Likelihood of Success on the Merits the applicants have made a strong showing that the challenge restrictions violate the minimum requirement of neutrality to religion. That's uh, Church of Lukumi, Baba Lu, I, Incorporated versus Hayela. As noted by the dissent in the court below, statements made in connection with the challenge rules can be viewed as targeting the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. Uh, but even if we put those comments aside, the regulations cannot be viewed as neutral because they single out houses of worship for especially harsh treatment. In a red zone, while a synagogue or church may not admit more than 10 persons, 
Businesses categorized as essential may admit as many people as they wish. And the list of essential businesses includes things such as acupuncture facilities, campgrounds, garages, as well as many whose services are not limited to those that can be regarded as essential, such as all plants manufacturing chemicals and microelectronics in all transportation facilities. See uh, New York State Empire State Development Guidance for Determining Whether a Business Enterprise is Subject to Workforce Reduction Under Recent Executive Orders. And then it gives a website. The disparate treatment is even more striking in an orange zone. While attendance at houses of worship is limited to 25 persons, even non-essential businesses may decide for themselves how many persons to admit. These categorizations lead to troubling results. At the hearing in the district court, a health department official testified about a large store in Brooklyn that could literally have hundreds of people shopping there on any given day. Yet, a nearby church or synagogue would be prohibited from allowing more than 10 or 25 people inside for a worship service. And the governor has stated that factories and schools have contributed to the spread of COVID-19. But they are treated less harshly than the diocese's churches and Agudas Israel's synagogues, which have admirable safety records. Because the challenge restrictions are not neutral and of general applicability, they must satisfy strict scrutiny. And this means that they must be narrowly tailored to serve a compelling state interest. That's uh, Church of Lukumi again. Stemming the spread of COVID-19 is unquestionably a compelling interest but it's hard to see how the challenge regulations can be regarded as narrowly tailored. They are far, far more restrictive than any COVID-related regulations that have previously come before the court. Much tighter than those adopted by many other jurisdictions hard hit by the pandemic, and far more severe than has been shown to be required to prevent the spread of the virus at the applicant's services. The district court noted that there had not been any COVID-19 outbreak in any of the diocese's churches since they reopened, and it praised the diocese's record in combating the spread of the disease. It found that the diocese had been consistently ahead of the curve enforcing stricter safety protocols than the state required. Similarly, Egudath Israel notes that the governor does not dispute that it has rigorously implemented and adhered to all health protocols and that there has been no outbreak of COVID-19 in its congrega congregations. Not only is there no evidence that the applicants have contributed to the spread of COVID-19, but there are many other less restrictive rules that could be adopted to minimize the risk to those attending religious services. Among other things, the maximum attendance at a religious service could be tied to the size of the church or synagogue. Almost all of the 26 diocese churches immediately affected by executive order can seat at least 500 people. About 14 can accommodate at least 700, and two can seat over 1,000. Similarly, Agudaf Israel of Kew Garden Hills can set up your seat up to 400. It is hard to believe that admitting more than 10 people to a 1,000-seat church or 400-seat synagogue would create a more serious health risk than the many other activities that the state allows. Irreparable harm. There can be no question that the challenge restrictions, if enforced, will cause irreparable harm. The loss of First Amendment freedoms, 
for even minimal periods of time, unquestionably, unquestionably constitutes irreparable injury. Uh, Elrod versus Burns. If only 10 people are admitted to each service, the great majority of those who wish to attend Mass on Sundays or services at, in a synagogue on Shabbat will be barred. And while those who are shut out may in some instances be able to watch services on television, such remote viewing is not the same as personal attendance. Catholics who watch a Mass at home cannot receive communion, and there are important religious traditions in the Orthodox Jewish faith that require personal attendance. Public interest. Finally, it has not been shown that granting the applications will harm the public. As noted, the state has not claimed that attendance at the applicant's services has resulted in the spread of the disease, and the state has not shown that public health would be imperiled if less restrictive measures were imposed. Members of this court are not public health experts, and we should respect the judgment of those with special expertise and responsibility in this area. But, even in a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten. The restrictions at issue here, by effectively barring many from attending religious services, strike at the very heart of the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty. Before allowing this to occur, we have a duty to conduct a serious examination of the need for such a drastic measure. The dissenting opinions argue that we should withhold relief because the relevant circumstances have now changed. After the applicants asked this court for relief, the governor reclassified the areas in question from orange to yellow, and this change means that the applicants may hold services at 50% of their maximum occupancy. The dissents would deny relief at this time, but allow the diocese and Agudath Israel to renew their requests if the recent reclassification is reversed. There is no justification for that proposed course of action. It is clear that this matter is not moot. See uh, Federal Election Commission versus Wisconsin Right to Life Incorporated. Uh, Friends of the Earth Incorporated versus Laidlaw Environmental Services. And injunctive relief is still called for because the applicants remain under a constant threat that the area in question will be reclassified as red or orange. See Susan B. Anthony List versus Dry House. The governor regularly changes the classification of particular areas without prior notice. If that occurs again, the reef classification will almost certainly bar individuals in the affected area from attending services before judicial relief can be obtained. At most, Catholic churches, oh, sorry, at most Catholic churches, Mass is celebrated daily, and Orthodox Jews pray in Agudath Israel's synagogues every day. Application in number 20A90 at page 4. Uh, moreover, if reclassification occurs late in a week, as has happened in the past, there may not be time for applicants to seek and obtain relief from this court before another Sabbath passes. Thirteen days have gone by since the diocese filed its application, and Agudath Israel's application was filed over a week ago. While we could presumably act more swiftly in the future, there is no guarantee that we could provide relief before another week passes. The applicants have made the showing needed to obtain relief, and there is no reason why they should bear the risk of suffering further irreparable harm in the event of another reclassification. For these reasons, we hold that the enforcement of the governor's severe restrictions on applicants' religious services must be enjoined. It is so ordered. And again, that was a per curiam, 
If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, I can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number eight zero. Uh, or if you'd like to support the podcast or support me as I slog through law school, please find the podcast on Patreon or follow the PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you for listening.